Freedom Pioneers of Africa. It is now seven minutes past the hour of four. The second episode of Freedom Pioneers of Africa is where local change makers meet with global connectors to see how we can shift Africa's big thoughts into great opportunities. The future of Africa is often regarded in a strangely unimaginative and pessimistic way. Yet Africa today is full of diversity, economic potential and innovative development. The Frederick Newman Foundation for Freedom is a liberal institution that supports innovation and other liberal policies in Africa and around the world. They aim to encourage young people to take the reins of action and start thinking about how they too can use their entrepreneurial spirit to bring about positive change in their communities and beyond. And in today's episode, we hear from a true African pioneer in agri-tech innovation whose mission is to disrupt the food supply systems across Africa by creating an online marketplace connecting farmers to markets. Some interesting information statistics related to the agri-tech innovation. Almost one in four people in sub-Saharan Africa, SSA, were estimated to be undernourished in 2017, representing about one-third of 821 million people suffering from hunger globally. The majority of the food in SSA is produced by smallholder farmers, while they are most vulnerable to food insecurity and poverty. Hence, smallholder farmers are crucial entry point for agricultural orientated interventions to improve food and nutrition security. Africa is home to more than half of the world's unused arable land, but the continent remains food insecure, with millions of people experiencing chronic hunger and facing famine, according to the Alliance for Green Revolution in Africa. With that being said, we will be playing the first episode that comes through from Ryan Kadir, the co-founder of FarmHeart, the pioneer of today. So do not touch that dial, keep it locked. Freedom Pioneers of Africa you find in Zimbabwe the traditional systems were that there is only one popular physical market that is in Harare, which is um, at least 300 kilometers from many of 300 kilometer radius from many of the farming um, areas that the farmers have found. So this was not reliable. This didn't work, and at many times farmers were being shortchanged. So just seeing this, that's only created this decentralized system in the in the supply chain to allow farmers to really get returns and also supply closer to their own areas as well. My name is Ryan Katai from Harare, Zimbabwe, and I'm a Freedom Pioneer of Africa. Freedom Pioneers of Africa. I grew up mainly in Yazura, which is a town here in Zimbabwe. It's a rural town. I mostly grew up with my grandmother, who was very much involved in the agriculture sector. Um, she had a farm um, where we did most of our farming activity. So growing up, seeing my grandmother waking up every day at 4 a.m., you know, it's something that I really abhorred, right? I didn't like it. I was just like, you know, whenever I get a chance to escape this life, I will. My co-founder and I were going through town and we met a lady who was selling tomatoes off a truck. Business wasn't going well for her. And we, we just stopped by there, had a chat with her, and we jumped on a truck and we started selling. So we managed to solve the whole truck on that day. But then what we then figured out was that the produce that she was selling, the tomatoes, were actually in high demand in other areas. And they were actually selling for more money she was selling for in Ibulawayo. 
So you'd find that this is a situation that most farmers were facing where they had to sell for lower prices in the regions they were as compared to having to sell for higher prices in other regions where there was demand. Farmers just didn't know where this, where the produce would sell for more or even at a greater demand and even short time period from harvest to that selling point in price. So that's when we had that aha, like we could create a platform where we could, you know, aggregate all this data and offer it to farmers, allowing them to have informed, to make informed decisions from the point of harvest to the point where they have to sell off all their produce. And I think that was the moment for us when we really knew that we had, you know, stuck up on an idea that could actually work. So we built the platform, pitched it to six women we found in Tabazinduna, were also farmers. And we waited up until they harvested and sold the produce through our platform, which they sold out. Then when you saw that that worked, we then expanded it to other farmers as well. Earlier on, there wasn't much competition in the space. Um, there was just physical procurement that was taking place. And those uh, people in the supply chain later became our own partners with whom we were supplying the produce to. That was how we really got through uh, into the market. So to be honest, it wasn't easy. We had a lot of back and forths. What we really were trying to do there was to really see how the farmers themselves saw our product. So our platform became simpler and simpler with more and more conversations we had with our first six pilot um, women that we started with. So as, as a business grower, we really faced a lot of challenges. Um, the first one was hiring, right? Um, how, were you, how, how were we going to know we're hiring the right people who could buy into the vision directly? Um, so that, that was really the first stumbling block that we had. The second one was we were young, right? And this is a very conservative um, sector, the agricultural sector. Um, so, you know, having conversations with either partners, corporates, and even farmers themselves was very difficult because, you know, they would expect to see at the end of the line someone, you know, their age um, who probably looked the looked the part you know looked the farmer looked looked experienced but then we didn't have that at first so we really had to explain ourselves we really had to sell ourselves so many times and it it it, it really took a lot of our time really to penetrate and establish ourselves you know when we're developing future products for farm all i think about is my grandmother like how could she have wanted to leave and how could she have wanted to end? Like how, how would my grandmother look at this service and say, I want to sign up? So the full sake of it is a service where farmers can get anything they want and also are getting so many benefits from it. They don't want to leave and are actually uh, being positively impacted. So we have two main things that we really think we need right now, strategic partnerships and funding. So strategic partnerships are there just to help us move faster, gain trust in the communities that we're getting and even understand our demographics because people, the communities that we have here in Zimbabwe are different and they're separate and cultures also are different. So having strategic partnerships help us with that. Funding will also help us to reduce um, a lot of time spent, you know, trying to acquire the customers that we need and also to move faster in these communities. We already have a replicatable model that we need, we, we plan to use and um, that would actually make us move faster and penetrate the market. Freedom Pioneers of Africa. 
Alright, so we like inginga la ya Ryan Katai, loy co-founder, go by Balimi, Jungobang Mundulomosham, Lasa Fufu, Salafuna Gubangumlim, Josie Vilega Inginga Yake, as if we would see Uhambe, what for a Lucito Jani, Nabe, when Angam Lalele, Ulalele, Lomzalamo, Ekutala, as if Vega, Lacona, Kubega, and El Hambuake, Guzagutsi, the Nene, when Angam Lalelu Beng and El Hello, Lapocona, Stabas, Sebutanje, Mibuto, let's see Aibe Malula, Nendralisman. Freedom Pioneers of Africa. This is Ryan Hello. Hello, this is Bianca Pretorius calling from Berlin, Germany. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Ryan. Um, I've heard about Farmheart and I thought I really need to talk to this, this person who created that, uh, that fantastic idea. So am I right in thinking that Farmheart is this platform that helps farmers to basically get better prices for the products they're creating on their farmland and to get that to the customers more easily through this AI platform? So Farmhand, it seems to be this platform that you, you use AI to match demand and best prices so that if I'm a farmer, I can increase this already so little income that I have to actually get the best possible uh, from me on the market. And then you also organize the logistics to get basically the, the potato to the person that eats it or to the big hotel um, company that, that wants to um, cook potatoes. Um, is this... Is this cutting it? Is this what FarmHunt does? Thank you so much for the call. Uh, definitely, that's what we're doing at FarmHunt. And we're super excited to be adding more and more services that makes it more convenient for farmers to keep on doing their business. So basically what we envision is to ensure that farmers are connected with the best technologies available to reach out to very valuable customers that are available in the urban areas where they have almost all the customers that need their produce directly without needing to stretch a hand. So that's basically what we're doing, and we do look forward to adding more services to that. Interesting. What I really loved about this idea is that basically in, in the vision, it cuts out the middleman of um, you're a farmer and you spend all your day at hard, tough physical work to actually create food. And then all the middlemen that do the logistics and do the put it on the market, they take so much from the money that it's really painful of being a farmer. And um, to, to basically use technology to make the, the process of getting the food to the fork. This is where technology really can make a difference. Thinking about this big vision that you're building, I also thought, ooh, the, Brian will probably have a lot of like challenges. So to begin with, um, the data was the first problem that we had. So most of our markets are physical. Um, where farmers actually go from farms and just go to set physical markets, at least one per every province here in Zimbabwe. Um, but then we have major one in the capital city where most of bulk of the produce is actually sold. So you find whenever you need to collect that data, you actually need to be physical on the ground. So we couldn't stretch our resources that far to get to 10 provinces at once in as much as we wanted that. But then over time, we began to see ourselves stretching that and even seeing other people, you know, volunteers even coming up and even uploading the data themselves. So we are now more closely monitoring four provinces so far, the major ones, with plans to 
by the end of this year to actually expand to, to what 10 provinces here in Zimbabwe. Now, when you get that data, that's when you compound it and you actually make it make sense to the farmer in the simplest way possible. And we have also noted that, you know, most farmers face logistical challenges. So right now we have our own fleet, but then we're continuously now adding partners to meet the demand that's coming from the farmers themselves to ensure that, you know, they, they get affordable logistics at least. Technology will keep eating up every industry. And so looking forward, hopefully, if we hear to this podcast in 20 years, we're going to laugh about it, how hard it was to convince the farmers. And it was, will hopefully be the normal default setting. And my, my hope lies in the next generation, because all these farmers have uh, sons and daughters that might take over the farm and that they might be more open to digital products. So when you think like ahead in the future of FarmHut. What is it that you need right now to get to the next stage of that journey? So right now what we're barely really looking for um, is a, a strategic partnerships, right? We're looking more into exports right now as, we expand, as we're looking into expanding um, by next year into Zambia and Malawi. Um, we're looking more into strategic partnerships in these regions and also looking for symbiotic relationships with our own farmers as well right looking at the export market then as well we're also looking into funding because we've just thrust a bit of our own target market right now we have a whole database of farmers that is waiting to be served but then we just don't have the resources to address them all right now interesting can you can we talk a little bit about the actual size of a farmer right now so how many farmers are on board on the platform how many corporate clients is there receiving the food um Like, what's the current size of FarmHut? So right now, um, farmers that we're reaching per year as of last year, it's 100,000. We have capacity to reach 500,000 if only we can get the resources to do so. We are an almost 15-strong team, very young team, by the way, um, of individuals that are working towards this vision right now. So basically... What, what you need to do when you want to build a business, want to build innovation, is think it from the customer. So find distribution to your product or to the service you're building is go where they are. So in your case, you realize, I don't want to build a website where people have to go to. I use the thing they're already on, which is WhatsApp. So it's the most simple, intuitive way for them to join a shift in how they do their everyday business. The second thing is like build, build on the community that already exists. So farmers are probably friends with other farmers and are in unions, are in some kind of associations with um, a bunch of farmers. So try to make the growing effect of customers automatic by building on existing networks. And talking to networks, that also, of course, goes to the team. So I'm sure there's plenty of people that already have worked in the farmers, logistics, food kind of industry, and that they want to be part of the new thing, part of the thing that makes the, the industry better. So go through LinkedIn, look for older people that have maybe spent their career there, and I don't know, sweet talk them into join your team, because then they can build something with impact, something that will actually make a difference. And then you have in your team people with experience and credibility that no other young digital team has. Thank you so much, Bianca. It was actually a pleasure and a heartwarming conversation. Take care. Freedom Pioneers of Africa. Thank you so much. Uh, I think uh, in my own point of view,
I think it will be difficult for Ryan's um, online marketplace or platform to be successful because it a, it's a bit uh, elitist when it comes to the Zimbabwean uh, community where we know that uh, people or the citizens basically they prefer to go to the marketplace uh, to do it around the country where like Mbari and and other places where they they like or believe to buy something that they've, they 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 see at the marketplace it will take time for this platform for Ryan to convince people to to use this 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 platform these data bundles are a bit expensive when it comes to safe uh, internet for citizens here in Zimbabwe but to a lesser extent of course it might uh, be a success because uh, there are those people who prefer not to mingle with others uh, in the marketplaces especially considering uh, this uh, period that we are in where there is COVID-19. So they would prefer to buy things online, just like uh, what is uh, being uh, adapted by many business people. You're listening to the Omaheke Radio on 96.1. I'm your host, uh, Elias Karib. And uh, what what an initiative right there. What an initiative right there. And uh, imagine, you know... Um, connecting farmers connecting farmers uh, um, to the marketplace and this is an online platform and i believe um, if 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 this can go broader if this can you know penetrate into our agricultural sectors and into our uh, agricultural ministries you understand i believe this initiative can help many uh, especially um the small holder farmers out there that are starting up very small it, it, it's it's really a great initiative uh, uh for especially for small uh, hold the farmers. As I'm sorry, Kala, don't go. So, what? Yeah, 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 what? Okay. Nanko gumbuzo kal. Ingabu kabanguti le fam hatia ke urae na bazo mlegele luguti azum shabonke chigelele. Izo wazi nuguti isize abandu abapila emakaya wabo ngabotwan. Ugwenzis bonel. Uwena nje gu wena u mashazu funuk ota gen uraen. Ingak seza in le fam hat. No ma eating abandabana ma plazi kupel. Ah ingak se yza nam. Mm now ingak se Okay. Uh, um, mm. 
Okay, I guess Freedom Pioneers of Africa.